Welcome to the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Alan, a former nine-to-five escapee turned six-figure business owner. This is your place to learn everything there is to know about building your dream life and career as a social media manager. Whether you're just starting out and feeling lost and confused, or you want to take your current business to the next level and double your income, this is the podcast for you. Social media is such a powerful platform and it's enabled me to book out my services and smash the six-figure milestone with only 3,000 Instagram followers. So grab a cup of tea, coffee, a glass of rosé with me, and let's turn those dreams into a reality. One point seven million views. Can we just let that number sink in for a little bit? I was just thinking about this in the context of New Zealand's population. I think we have only around five million. I'm not sure if it's gone up since last time I checked in on our <laughs> population data, but we only have five million people in the country. Like I can't comprehend the amount of people, 1.7 million people. That's a number that my brain just can't quite wrap its head around. And I don't know if that's because I come from a small country. So sometimes I just can't imagine the world being such a big place. But this is the power of TikTok. This is the undeniable power of TikTok. This is the attraction of this app, the potential reach A little girl from New Zealand getting 1.7 million views on a five-second TikTok that probably took 10 seconds to make. This is fascinating to me. So because this is the highest ranking video I've ever had, um, bar only a YouTube video that I think has crossed the 2 million views milestone, but that's been up on our channel for like, I want to say six or seven years. It's a video of Tara cutting her hair, which hi, if that's how you found me, there's a lot of people who end up in my course. And I'm like, so how did you find me? And you'd be like, well, I was looking for a video to cut my hair, came across your sister, subscribed to your channel, and here we go. But that video took a long time to reach that milestone. And this video on TikTok took 24 hours to break a million which is just wild. I'm going to read off some of the other stats here. So 1.7 million views, 270,000 likes, four and a half thousand comments, 24,000 shares and 21,000 saves. This also brought in directly from this video, what TikTok has tracked, 1,830 new followers to my account. And the real beauty of the TikTok algorithm here is all of those people that liked this video, that shared it, that interacted with it in some way, they are now going to start seeing some of my other videos on their For You page. TikTok is going to log this as, okay, cool. This person is, this user is interested in Alan's content. They engaged with it. They liked it. They shared it with a friend. Let's see if they like some of Alan's other videos. That is kind of the beauty or one of the beautiful things about the TikTok algorithm. And this is actually something that I've always hated about Instagram in contrast is, and I know so many other business owners will relate to this, the fact that you spend all of this time and effort and energy creating content only to have it cycle through the algorithm for one or two days, maybe three if you're lucky, bring in some likes, and then it just kind of disappears and no one really sees it again unless they intentionally go to scroll your profile and binge your past content. For me, I have like over a thousand posts. I'm not sure what the 
current tally is, but it's definitely well over a thousand by now. So I know there's some posts people just don't ever see again. And sometimes, I don't know about you guys, but I feel a little bit resentful of that. Like I put all of this work into creating a beautiful post and now it's just gone. And that is where burnout and creative exhaustion is super real in the world of uh, social media. And it is a big part of why social media managers are so valuable and why people invest in having them on their team is to help facilitate that, you know, constant content output. But in contrast, I really noticed with TikTok that videos have a longer lifetime. Maybe this is improved with Instagram with Reels, but it's still not something I see to the extent of TikTok. TikTok, I will upload a video six, seven, eight, ten months later, sometimes even a whole year later, that video will still be getting views. That to me, as a business owner, having that what they call evergreen content, similar to YouTube. My <laughs> our hair cutting video is still getting views. That is how it reached 2 million is just building that over, you know, years and years. That is hugely valuable. That for me is a really good place to be spending my time and my effort and my energy as a business owner because I know it has a longer lasting impact. And for me, that's been a big draw card to TikTok. And one of the really cool results of this viral video is all of my other video views have been increasing. Even when I scroll back again to the videos that were posted three months ago, those have been ticking up. And it's something that I did after this video started to go viral as well, was I made sure I did a lot of follow-up videos, replying to comments. Um, I chucked up like a montage, a few other things to make sure I really maximized or really made the most of what this viral video could offer my business. We're going to talk a little bit about that later on, but I want to get back into the guts of this video, what it is. And kind of talk about how you go viral on TikTok. Because although this is the first time I've cracked a million views on TikTok, I have had several videos now that have hit over 100,000 views. And to me, that's a viral video. I do not have 100,000 people following me. I only have 8,000 on Instagram. I only have, well, now I've got a <laughs> definitely a big uptick since this viral video. But I don't have 100,000 followers on TikTok. So for me, a video to reach that milestone for me in my world, I'm going to call it viral. Likewise, if I have a client who hit would hit 50,000 views, um, I would probably refer to that as a viral video as well. So we all have kind of different, different definitions of what viral is. But for the sake of this episode, that's my definition for you. So I want to talk a little bit about the strategies I've used to go, <laughs> quote, viral on TikTok. And hopefully you guys could take away some of these strategies and test them yourself. Now, the video in question with the 1.7 million views, this was definitely a more controversial video. While I didn't feel it was super controversial, it definitely sparked a lot of debate when it started to pick up in the algorithm. And that debate, the amount of comments, the backwards and forth between people, that is what I think has pushed it up so high and significantly higher than my past viral content. So creating conversations is key. Create uh, Creating pieces of content that can spark debate that might be a little bit controversial, that is a really solid strategy to be using on TikTok. Bring your opinions. Be a little bit, you know, spicy. <laughs> Say things that are a bit unusual that will make people, you know, stop the scroll and 
get their ears perking up a little bit, being like, oh, I don't know that I agree with this. That is the perfect place for TikTok. And this is where that video completely perked up. So for me, it was a conversation around women or female CEOs, women running businesses, outperforming male CEOs. And it was a graph that I didn't even make. It was from the Personal Finance Club page. I'd seen someone else reshare it. And I was like, oh, I want to put this on TikTok. So of course I credited them, um, but I popped it up with one of the TikTok trends. I just had to jump on Google and double check the name of this actor. But the, the the trend, it's very TikTok. It's very niche. If you're not on TikTok, you won't get it at all. But it's a video of the actor Pedro Pascal eating a sandwich with this kind of like jingly music in the background and then him munching on a sandwich. And it's very niche, but he's got this kind of like glazed look in his eyes. And people are kind of using it to point out some obvious thing or to point at something that they're waiting for or, you know, have some sort of opinion on a topic. So for me, I made it a piece about, you know, people saying that women are too emotional to run businesses, but then you just look at this graph and see that women run businesses are actually outperforming their male counterparts in the S&P 500. So obviously the conversation around gender equality, for me, I didn't think it was that much of a heated debate. Um, but I've, I, as I have discovered, there are a lot of males who seem to be based in the United States who passionately disagree with me and do not believe uh, gender inequality even exists and that we should all stop complaining and shut up. And there were lots of awful things <laughs> said in the caption of the, in the comment section, I should say, of this video, which I will not repeat online. But it was interesting. It was interesting to see how it really did spark some conversations. And this kind of reminded me of a previous video that I had posted that had performed really well. This is one that is pinned to the profile of my TikTok page. So if you go open me up, I'm Ellen McKenzie with three E's on the end on TikTok and you'll definitely recognize my pink profile picture. Um, but if you tap on the pinned video, there's one of me sitting at my desk in my pink chair and the words say, my prices are based on my talent. And then the next, next line pops up that says, not your budget. Now, this is actually a quote or similar to a quote that I had seen on Instagram that was getting lots of shares. And I was like, I love this. Let me see how I could do something similar in a video on Instagram. Oh, sorry, on TikTok. And for me, this is a great way to get content ideas, see what's trending on other apps and repurpose it into another content form because you know it's already a topic, a topic that people resonate with and you've already kind of proven uh, your content idea and got the data to kind of back up that this is a good topic. So for me, I posted this. I thought it was a pretty good video, but it wasn't anything, you know, crazy. And this one is also one that's popped up. So it has, let me look at 325,000 views, 20,000 likes, 178 comments, 300 shares, and 2,900 saves. Now, this was also something that really resonated with a lot of people and sparked conversation because people were like, oh my God, yes, I need to raise my prices or OMG me, like I needed to see this today. And then there's also like the hater comments, which to be honest, 
there may not be a huge amount because I did block a few people, not going to lie. <laughs> but like there's people have left comments here that have 129 likes. So people love reading the comments on TikTok and they love having conversations. Looks like I did actually reply to someone here who commented, no, your prices reflect the demand of your skills. And I've come back and sort of talked about that. And actually I've talked about how, yes, I kind of like agreed with them. Um, and there were some people that commented saying stupid things, being like, no, I'm still going to find someone who's in my budget. Um, talent is inborn, blah, blah, blah. People who were like, ah, uh, you clearly don't charge any money then because you have no talent. Like people were rude. And this is what I always say with TikTok. You do have to be prepared for a little bit of, a little bit of hate. If you want to hit those big numbers, it is just a reality. It's what I've heard from everyone who has a video that reaches, you know, over 50, 80,000 people, you will get hate comments. So prepare yourself for that. But if you're willing to, you know, put on your thick skin and put up with those comments or block people like I do, then it has really great benefits for your business. Let me see. Can I see how many followers I gained from that? I got 1,700 new followers. That's really interesting because that video has obviously not even close to a million views, um, like the one that I mentioned with 1.7 uh, million views, but they actually both have the same amount of followers um, that they brought in, which I always think is very interesting. This one obviously really hit with my ideal audience. So that's really the other content you need to be looking at when it comes to creating viral videos. What are the problems and conversations your ideal audience is having. What are their pain points? And it's not about manipulating someone's pain or taking advantage of them. I know this is a topic that's come up a lot in the coaching space because pain points are used in marketing a lot. For me, it's not necessarily poking at someone's pain points. It's just understanding where they're coming from. It's showing them that you've been where they are and look how much you've grown all of that good stuff. Using someone's pain points to share your story can actually still be super valuable. So don't shy away from that. And I think that TikTok is a great example. Anytime I actually talk about pricing, the video will do well because I know it's something that my ideal audience of social media managers, service-based entrepreneurs, they all struggle with pricing and putting that dollar value on their services. So if you're wanting to make your own viral video, that would be my number one tip. Have a brainstorm. What conversations are happening in your industry? What could spark debate? What could spark conversation? What's a strong opinion you have on something? Like, have you ever listened to, you know, a podcast interview or a Instagram reel where someone's shared a piece of tips or a piece of advice or an Instagram tip or hack or marketing piece of nugget, whatever it is. Have you ever listened to someone talk about something and just like being like, oh, this is dumb or like, oh, I totally disagree with that or this is actually really wrong. Lean into those thoughts, opinions and feelings that you have because sharing those opinions not only like help you get really good reach and spark debate, but they also really attract in paying customers, people who follow you for your opinions, people who want to work with you because of your opinions, because they really relate to the way that you run the, your business or your social media and they haven't heard other people talking in that way. That is how you stand out in a sea of other social media managers, as well as, as an added bonus, go viral. But you guys know if you've listened to a lot of the episodes of this podcast, I'm all about making money and not just hitting pretty vanity metrics. That is a balance that we love. 
I had another TikTok actually. It's not pinned to my profile and it was posted uh, towards the end of last year. So I'm not quite sure where it is, but it did quite well. I believe it had over 100,000 views and it was me sipping champagne in a hotel bed. And that also had like a catchy line on it. Oh, here we go. 110,000 views. I, the caption on this one or the comment, the text was when they laughed at your little business and now it makes three times their corporate salary and you have the ultimate freedom working for yourself. Again, this is something that just resonates with my ideal audience and that message did well. Got 10,000 likes, 199 comments, 1,500 saves, and it also brought in over 1,000 new followers to my TikTok page. This video is the prime example of a video that also converted. I had someone who found this viral TikTok. They started binging my content. They followed me on Instagram. They watched my free webinar, and then they signed up for the Dishing Up Digital School. So viral videos can lead to sales, um, but I think that's where it's important to have your opinion to have a little bit of you. Unfortunately, my viral video with 1.7 million views did not have my face in it at all. So no one was really creating a connection with me. It was just this really cool data and graph. So that was why I very intentionally followed up with videos of me talking and replying to comments because I wanted some of those 1.7 million people to get to know me and to create a connection with me because I knew that that video alone wasn't enough to create some sales in my business. Yes, it got me in front of a lot of people. I got some eyeballs on my content, on my page, but I need more than that. I'm a business. I need to be making money at the end of the day. So this is important to be thinking about with your viral videos as well. I would probably be quite happy taking a video with 100,000 views that resulted in two course sales rather than a video that got 1.7 million views and no course sales or none that I can directly track at this stage. But as I said, the really cool thing about TikTok is now that these people have interacted with my page, they're going to be getting uh, pushed out my other videos and they're going to see more of my content. And hopefully, even if they didn't press follow, they're going to see more and they're going to start trickling in and getting to know me a little bit further. The other viral video I wanted to mention on here is the other one that's pinned to the top of my profile and it's called Make a Social Media Strategy with Me and it's got a little trendy song and it's a time lapse of me creating a strategy for a client. And I've seen a lot of social media managers try do this kind of trend and this setup and a lot of them aren't getting the same results as me. And I think a big part of that is because I've put a lot of effort into making a really nice video, even though it's shot on my phone, even though it's not, you know, highly produced. It's just a simple time lapse. The setup is really nice. I made sure my screen brightness was really precise in terms of um, it was easy for them to see the screen. It wasn't blowing out the video. It wasn't making the background super dark, etc. I also made sure it was at a really good angle for people to see the full screen, see what I was doing. And I also made sure there were some fun little like pink sticky notes. I put a copy of my book that was not sitting there. I intentionally put that there. Um, and you've got like my whiteboard in the background, etc. And this was very strategic, even though it's simple. And a lot of people I see recreating this, um, people do it without a tripod. So the video's jiggly. People film it with a window behind them or like not very good lighting so that you can't even see what's happening on the screen. People do it who are too, it's too fast, it's too far away. All of these things matter. When there is a lot of video content out there on TikTok, meaning there's a lot of competition, there's a lot of people doing these time lapses, these tutorials, 
if your video is not watchable, if it does not have easy to read text, if it does not have uh, good lighting, a good layout, a good framing, it is not going to perform well. TikTok has grown. It has evolved. There's more competition now. You cannot get away with producing low quality videos unless by fluke, it's a really funny video. Like I'm talking about like the viral videos I watched last year during the Seattle storm where Seattle like completely iced over and it was these hilarious videos of people trying to um, <laughs> like navigate through the, the ice and like cars slipping down the hill and people sliding down the hill and it was chaotic and it was so fun to watch. Like I swear I just was on TikTok for an hour watching Seattle videos <laughs> of people falling over. But that is the exception if you have a funny video like that. But again, how does that link back to your business? How is that actually going to get you sales, not just views? So for me, it is about making the best video possible. That's really beautifully lit. Good audio if you have audio in it. So people aren't going to get sick of listening to like a crackly mic or you having your finger half over the microphone. I'm definitely guilty of doing that and having to refilm really put the effort. I know people have told you time and time again, TikTok is easy. Just chuck your phone on a tripod, film away. Everything performs well, blah, blah, blah. And that is true to a certain extent. All of this content is very simple. Two years ago, I never would have posted this. I never would have posted on Instagram. I would have been like, everything needs to be filmed on my camera and be super perfect. Whereas now it's really evolved, uh, can be simple. None of these videos have fancy transitions. The one video where I talked about um, my corporate or my, my business making three times your corporate salary, that one used a cap cut uh, kind of template that made the screen kind of like flash and do this cool slow-mo thing. Same with the uh, Pedro Pascal sandwich meme. That was also a CapCut template. So I encourage you to use those. Like two out of the four viral videos I'm mentioning today use CapCut templates. So I think that is a key indicator that those are performing well. And I'm definitely going to be using more of them in my strategy sort of moving forward with TikTok. But once again, it's not perfect content. It's not super, super aesthetic and belongs on the Instagram feed, but it's still pleasant to watch. It's still engaging enough. It's still got nice lighting, nice framing. We've thought about the text. One thing I've noticed with my TikTok is videos that just have the good old black and white text also perform well. Like people find that really easy to read. Um, and anytime I use a pink text, like sometimes it does do well. Um, but I tend to use pink text as an accent font versus on Instagram. For me, for so long, the strategy has always been like, use your brand colors, use your brand colors, like reinforce that branding, get people to like know you and your branding. And I just don't think that's important on TikTok. I think it's about blending into the app, making your content look native and also just making sure that it's easy to read because people are scrolling quickly and people have short attention spans on TikTok. Now, I've been posting quite consistently on TikTok for over a year now, and I've experimented with a lot of hacks. You know, how many hashtags to use? Do I use hashtags at all? How long should my caption be? How do I use keywords? And I will tell you, none of these things really have made a difference. What has made the difference, and this is what I say about every single social media platform, if you're looking to grow on Instagram, on YouTube, all of these things, 
You just need to focus on making good content first, making content that resonates with your ideal audience, making content that is of good quality, like I've just talked about with the text and the lighting and the framing, all of that good stuff. That is what you should prioritize, not trying to hide extra keywords in a video and silly things like that. And if you go on the For You page on TikTok, you will see that there's viral videos that have zero hashtags or not even a caption and they're still performing really well. So those aren't the make or break. What is the make or break is your content. You might have the perfect hashtags and the perfect, you know, keywords, but if you don't actually have an interesting topic, an interesting hook, um, you're not trying to spark a conversation, share your opinion, or just create something that really, really just just resonates and like sings to your ideal audience that they're like omg that's me then your video is not going to perform well i know everyone always listens to these podcast episodes or you know watches videos like this that are you know featured stuffed to the brim with hacks and all they want to know about is seo and things like that but coming from someone who has been playing this tiktok algorithm game for a while I honestly have not noticed a very big difference and I've posted videos that are very keyword heavy that I think will do really well SEO wise and they haven't. A lot of TikTok is just experimentation. It's about really testing what works for your audience. I call this my throw everything in the w- at the wall and see what sticks method. And I can't think of any more eloquent way to say it. <laughs> it's literally testing out all of the different formats, the five different um, styles of TikTok videos and seeing what takes off, what gets that pickup and views and then honing in on that. That is my best strategy if you're looking to gain more views on TikTok at the moment. Now, I just briefly, briefly wanted to talk about what to do if a video starts to pick up and do well and get really good views because I think this is an opportunity a lot of people miss out on because they kind of get overwhelmed um, and don't know what to do next or they think one viral video is going to solve it all. And again, this is the really cool thing about TikTok. If you have one viral video, you can make another one fresh off the back on that. Like I have discovered viral content through like an answer video that shows up on my For You page, not the original video. It's a follow-up video where someone has asked a question and the creator has done a video reply and that's then also gone viral. Like how freaking cool is that? There's so much opportunity. So for me with my viral video, the 1.7 million one, I had two, three follow-up um, questions that I did video replies to. One I did quite quickly. I think that was when the video shot up to maybe like 10,000 views in the first like hour or something. I was like, oh, this is going to do well. Let me quickly do a bit of B-roll that I've got on file because it was late at night. And um, or it was either late at night or early morning. I can't quite remember. But I replied to a comment that was getting lots of likes. That's the other thing. Reply to the comments that are getting lots of traction and make the most of that. You know that it's, you know, a conversation uh, that people are interested in replied to that and it was just a bit of b-roll of me reading my book and basically just agreeing with what this person had said in the caption and that video itself has 6,000 views which is like it took me two seconds to make it was zero effort I already had the video footage and I literally was just agreeing with what this comment 
what was in this comment. Like I wasn't even having an original thought really. And that's done well. Then I filmed some more intentional follow-ups where for me, I was talking quite heavily about my book because my thinking was people who are interested in this TikTok, they want to know about uh, becoming a woman in business. Here's my book. So I replied again to some comments that had quite a lot of likes. Um, and then I did one final video reply, which was a little bit more um, coordinated. I'd edited some like cutaways and I think, how long is this video? It's about two and a half minutes of me basically giving an overall answer to a lot of people's arguments on gender inequality and how it still exists. And I screenshotted a whole bunch of really mean comments. <laughs> and for me, I kind of felt like I had to leave it there. Um, because it was impacting me mentally. I was feeling quite drained reading all of the hate comments all of the time and being quite attached to my phone and kind of addicted to seeing the views going up because it is such like a crazy like endorphin high seeing one of your videos just go up and up and up every time you refresh. So it is important to step away from that a little bit. So I end up, ended up posting another video maybe like two days later that I just saved to my draft, which was me reading a section of my book. Um, and then when was this? Maybe another two days later or the day after that, I posted a little montage, which I'd actually edited for Instagram and I was able to repurpose it. So I do repurpose some of my Instagram videos and that one got 5,000 views. So that was definitely still building off the back of that viral video. And again, doing lots of different pieces of content. Then for the following couple of days, I tried to be more consistent, but eventually I got to the point where I was like, hey, this isn't really converting to book sales for me. I sold about two books. Like how crazy is that? Like 1.7 million views and I only managed to sell two books off the back of it. For me, I was kind of like, eh, this has been a really cool experiment, but let's move on to the next video. Like let's try and make another viral video that's more relevant, that's going to bring in more sales and more revenue for my business. And that was my kind of approach. But I thought it would be still really fun to, to share this episode with you, share these insights and talk a little bit about the strategy when it comes to TikTok, because I know you guys loved, loved, loved my past episode where I interviewed Maureen to talk about her, her TikTok strategy. And I'm really getting to the point where I'm feeling pretty confident with TikTok. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like I've found my place. Uh, if you are still struggling and you do want some more strategy and tips around using TikTok for your business, definitely go check out that episode with Maureen. I will link it in the show notes below. We popped that up, I believe, in January this year or December. Um, and it's a really good one. So check that out. Otherwise, make sure you're subscribed for next week's episode and I will catch you then. Bye, guys.